What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It is Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. It is another episode, another season, another rabbit rabbit month of unpolished therapy. So here we are. We're ditching the couch. We're grabbing the mics. I want to say good morning to Dr. Boca. What's shaking, Bacon? Oh my God, wait. I miss rabbit rabbit again. Oh my God. Could somebody in this world please send me a text? Send me a sign that it is the beginning of a month. Please, dear God, I cannot remember. I think, and I might have this wrong, but if my sister-in-law is listening, which I certainly hope she is, I feel like she might have told me on one of our first or second podcast we did when we brought up the topic of Rabbit Rabbit and your lack of memory of saying it, that if you forget to say Rabbit Rabbit, whatever the word Rabbit is backwards, Tibbet. Okay. Tibbet. Yeah. Tibbet. If you, <laughs> if no, you forget... It's not Tibbet because it has to end with an R. Oh, Tibber. 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 Okay. Something yeah. like that. Whatever. If you, I guess, as a way of like assuaging whatever the bullshit superstition is of not having good luck. If you forget and you say rabbit backwards, which I guess is Tibber Tibber, maybe you're now cleared from all the negativity for the month. I don't know. Why don't okay. we just try it? I hope Tibber Tibber, if that's actually what it is backwards, I d- or your sister-in-law just wants me to look like a complete moron. <laughs> no, she definitely doesn't. She is a fan of unpolished therapy for sure. Well, it was very unpolished of me to have not remembered yet again. I'm destined to have bad luck unless this tibber-tibber thing works. It does. And we're going to be positive because it is, as I mentioned, a new season. We're in April. Let's bring in the springtime. I know here in Florida, the seasons kind of all mesh together. But for all of our listeners across the country, happy springtime. Let's leap in with beautiful flowers and beautiful weather. And maybe the Northerners can finally put away their jackets and we can enjoy some springtime or at least we can fake it till we make it, right? We can totally fake it it till you make it because I'm thinking it's summer in Florida. Um, It's like 100 degrees outside today. So I'm going to... They All those Northerners can fake it till they make it and I'm just going to fake it till they make it that it's winter again because it is unbearable. It is. And you know, I have to tell you that I guess maybe it's global warming because it can't just be Florida. I know spring break has come and gone, but a lot of people went out to ski out West in Colorado and from day in and day out, one day it's 22 degrees and then the next day they're skiing without their jackets on and you just don't know. So you sort of have to like plan for all of it and then kind of just be prepared with whatever you get, right? Or fake it till you make it. Or fake it till you make it, I guess. But I want to ask you something with this fake it till you make it thing, Dr. Boca, because I struggle a little bit with it. I know for years, cliches are cliches for a reason because I suppose on some universal level, they matter and it means something. Fake it till you make it is certainly not so profound that we're making that up, no pun intended. We've been hearing it for years. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. But this new endeavor that I've sort of kind of opened my eyes up to and in this be authentic and be true to yourself and 
if you are being exactly who you're supposed to be, then there's no reason to fake it and don't fake it and just make it for that matter. And maybe part of making it is being honest enough to say, I'm not getting it right or I don't know what I'm doing and I'm clueless. And instead of faking it, that I have my act together at every single moment of every single day, that in and of itself is so exhausting Mm -hmm. that I can't make it like that anymore. So I don't want to fake it. But yet we live in a society where we feel as though if we don't have ourselves buttoned up and getting it right and our finger on the pulse and doing and going and da 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 then we're a failure. What are your thoughts? So that's a loaded question. On the one hand, I think authenticity is a beautiful <laughs> thing and we all strive to be as authentic as we can. Unfortunately, we do live in a society where you are almost punished, right, by not being zipped up and perfect and present as is because others will eat you alive because somebody else is going to be faking it till they make it or somebody is going to look like they have their shit together or somebody is going to get the job because you came out and said, I don't really know how to do this and I'm not really the right hire. So I understand the struggle and I guess where I kind of fall in there is like everything else, there's not like one right answer. So I'll give you an example that is not related to this, but today in my car, I was listening to Esther Peril, who for anyone who's never listened to any of Esther Peril's work, she is just beyond. I mean, the brilliance of this woman and the class of this woman. I just love that you can have this woman with this beautiful accent, speak seven languages and uses the word fuck. Like, I just love that. Okay. So there's your authenticity. Okay. But here's where my head was going. And you're speaking so highly of Esther Perel and how her wisdom and her this and her that, and she's so amazing. And the cynicism in me, the first thing I'm thinking of is she faking it till she makes it? Because according to you, she's the end-all be-all. I'm not saying that Aster Peril is the end-all be-all. And she very well may have faked it till she made it way back when. But she earns the credibility that she has right now. I mean, she just speaks so clearly about something that is just so complicated. And her insights are based on years and years and years of experience and sociological conversations with people. But anyway, the reason I brought her up was nothing about Esther Peril as much as it was it just because I was listening to it today. She was talking about secrets of infidelity and whether or not you should disclose them. Basically, it was a kind of like, it depends on what the situation is, right? She was using the example of somebody came up to her after a workshop and said, I need help with something. I'm dealing with somebody in hospice and I'm not going to get the story perfect. But basically, he wanted to disclose to his wife on his deathbed years of infidelity. And how Esther Peril was explaining it is, for whose benefit is that? Is that for him to rest in peace? Because he might very well rest in peace after he gets the weight of the world off his shoulders, but she will not be resting anytime soon. And she will be traumatized and and dealing with this and making sense of it and anguished over this. So who are you really trying to help here? So the idea being, that it depends, right? There are other times when honesty is the best policy, right? And she would say, you know, that's when you should be disclosing this if you're going to be transparent. So my point of bringing that up was in this situation, there are times that yes, we can be authentic to ourselves while faking it till we make it. Because in my mind, we are speaking to ourselves and saying, we are working on becoming our most authentic self. And right now, 
I don't know how to do this, but I am going to try. Right. I get it. And I was kind of dumbing it down a little bit. Like, obviously, when your kids are little and it's Mother's Day and they want to like make you breakfast and they bring you pancakes with like ketchup and mustard on it and they're like, Mommy, eat this. And you're like, "Mm, oh my God, this is the most delicious pancake ever. In the meantime, you want to vomit. Obviously, that faking it till you make it, you've made it. You don't want to hurt someone else's feelings, right? And certainly, I don't even want to go down the road of someone on their deathbed and now they have like this big, deep, dark secret that they want to make sure they go to heaven and not hell. So they want to disclose all their trade secrets. That's a whole nother beast. And I can see where maybe that's going to make you rest in peace, but now you're just going to torture the people that you've pulled the wool over their eyes. So that's a whole nother level of don't even get me started. I think more like, again, and I don't want to exclude the men because I know we have our closet listeners out there, but from this sort of like women empowerment standpoint of Mm -hmm. being a mom and a working mom to boot, and for the wives out there too, that you're juggling it all and you're trying to be the greatest mom and the greatest employee and the greatest wife or girlfriend or friends, whatever the case may be, that like sometimes it's like, oh my God, I just don't have it all together and I just can't fake it anymore. Mm -hmm. And at what point do you just say, you know what? Faking it is harder than just being honest or to your point, authentic enough to say, I can only do what I can do. As someone had said recently, and I thought that it kind of made perfect sense. You know, we use this phrase, fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it over and over and over. And we're overplaying this cliche. But the twist on that is you can fake it until you make it, but it only works until you can't or you don't have to fake it anymore doesn't that make us all just feel so much lighter and brighter? Like you can fake it if you want, but all the faking in the world isn't going to make you know internally that you've made it because you're only fooling yourself, right? Well, well, I would say yes, but some people do make it, right? Some people do make it to wherever it is. Like if you think Again, it all is situational. Look at a job, right? You get to a job, you get a new job. The skill sets are things that you really haven't learned and you're going to kind of like not let them know that you don't have no fucking clue what you're doing. But in time, right, you really are a rock star with it. So I would say to that person, do you need the job? Do you like the job? Like if you knew how to do the job, would that be enough for you? And they say, yes, well then, okay. Like, you can fake that till you make it. Now, can you fake loving your partner and feel like you're on a rat race every day or a hamster wheel is probably the better analogy. I knew it was some animal, but you know, being on a hamster wheel every day, faking it and, you know, or feeling like you're going to be perfect, whatever that word means, raising children. Like, come on, you could do it till the end of time. That's not even like a realistic expectation. So yeah, if you're going to fake it till you make it about being a parent, yeah, good luck, right? You're right. going to feel like a fraud right. every single right. day. Right. So but again, if, it, yeah. it depends right. on... I guess, yeah, you're right. But I guess then too, what you're saying, like if you're going to fake it because you're going to zhuzh up your resume and you're going to tell someone you're proficient at Excel to get the job and then you get the job and you're like, oh my God, now what yes. do I do? All right. So that fake it till you make it. I guess then it really is about like, would it be like a morality thing more on like a personal level as opposed to, you know, I'm such a literal person. I guess that's why I asked. Sure. We're all going to flub it a little bit to fake it till we make it 
for the things, I guess, that maybe don't count as much. And maybe the older we get and the more we realize that, you know what, it's exhausting to fake it on the stuff that really matters. And by matters, I guess Mm -hmm. I mean your emotional well-being and the stuff that really gets you out of bed in the morning or the stuff that keeps you up at night in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I would agree with that. I I mean, I do think it's aligning your emotional state with your morality or your sense of self. When I go to morality, sometimes people get lost in that because then they go existential or philosophical. I do think though that I guess the end game is something that we have to evaluate also because even like, I'll go back to parenthood or motherhood, right? For some people, they've never held a baby before having a child, right? And so they literally are faking it every single day till they get comfortable with that. And I would say to them, like, you can tell people you don't know what you're doing, right? And that's fine if that feels good for you. Or you can just keep doing this and figuring it out if that feels good for you. Like people have different measures, people have different expectations, and you kind of have to know where they're, I I use the word end game, but I don't think that's really the right thing. You have to know where they want to get to and what they want to do. When we fake it till we make it, a lot of times it's because our own shit is getting in the way. Like our imposter syndrome is getting in the way more so than we're really not in a good place and we're really not doing that. The other thing that gets in the way is our expectations are unrealistic of ourselves and that gets in the way. So it's a little bit about kind of reining it in and analyzing, kind of looking at it and saying to myself, am I being realistic about when I say I'm faking it till I make it? Because nine times out of 10, we're really not faking certain things. We're really doing it. And we are just like chopping ourselves off at the knee, criticizing and judging ourselves for what we're doing. Other times we are really faking it till we make it, but we needed to do that because we couldn't just walk away from whatever it is. So I think they're all in their own way, authentic to ourselves. We're just not always honest with ourselves about the reality of our situation, good and bad. I don't know if that yeah, makes sense. It, it does. And when you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. And it also makes me think, again, we've overplayed this fake it till you make yeah. it line. And we're not really looking at it the real way. But I'll tell you, I was chuckling to myself when you said, you know, some people like they've never held a baby before. It reminds me of a story where like, and I'm not thinking this. I mean, I can't make this one up. <laughs> that when my first son was born, I was in the hospital, obviously. And I had a C-section, you know, cut my uterus open, whatever. They take the baby out. I don't know what they do with him. I'm a brand new mom. I'm a nervous wreck, scared to death. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am not faking how scared I am because there's nothing to fake there. It was written all over my face. So now they take the baby and do God knows what, and I don't know where he went and so on and so forth. And it's great and fine, whatever. And that night, I couldn't wait to sleep. And I tried the breastfeeding for five seconds and I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't fake this. I don't care. You can shame me. You know, they bring in like that lactation or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. It's fine. See you later. Really because I wanted to sleep and I wanted the baby to be in the nursery. Sure. So the next morning, again, true story, I cannot make this up. The nurse calls from the nurse's desk, whatever, and says, Mrs. Cohen, would you like me to bring the baby down now? And I was like, no, I'm good. And she's like, okay. And this part, maybe I'm, I don't know exactly. Maybe it was a half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. She calls Mrs. Cohen, would you like me to bring the baby down now? And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) And she calls again and she's like, Mrs. Cohen, (laughs) 
would you like me to bring the baby down now? And I didn't know. And I'm like, I mean, literally, I was good. I'm sure the baby was fine. And I was exhausted. And I didn't feel good. And she was like, you're going to have to fake it now. Like, I'm bringing you your baby. And I was like, okay. So, like, I wasn't faking it. Like, I was good. I figured the baby was fine. The nurse knew more than I did. But clearly, in that instance, she was mortified that I wasn't faking it. I was just like, I'm good. Well, she didn't want me to be good. Well, I I don't think she didn't want you to be good. I think there was a, you know, a bonding is important at some point. But A, good for you for saying that, like, I'm good. But B, it goes back to what I was saying, that people expect us to do something, be polished, be buttoned up, take the responsible thing, grab the baby and not want it to be off of our tit, right? Mm -hmm. They expect that of us. So even though we are being authentic to ourselves, we're in an essence shamed by doing Mm -hmm. it. So our culture has evolved into, I can't let them see me not want to do this or not Mm. be good at this or fail at this or be less than at this because we have put up this facade that Mm. everybody's on the same rat race of Mm -hmm. being perfect. And that's where I'm going to argue our society is, uh, there's many ways our society is failing, but that is one specific way that our society is failing because we're chasing this impossible goal that everybody seems to be expecting of others, expecting of ourselves, but if asked honestly, they have no interest in being part of the race. Right. But they feel like if I'm not part of the race, I'm going to lose out on having a decent child, having a good family, having a husband, a wife, having a successful job, having money. So I'm going to put myself in a losing position because I'm going to be honest with my feelings. Mm. These people in the world can't handle my honest feelings anyway. So what does everybody do? They numb themselves. They drink. They They fake it till they make it. They fake it till they make it, right? And they're miserable and unhappy. And so Yes, it takes a lot of strength to be authentic, but when we are authentic, and this is the piece that is the other side of the equation, a lot of times we're doing better than we're even giving ourselves credit for because a lot of us have taken on this idea that anything short of being quote unquote perfect is failing. And I'm going to say, like I always say, it's not black or white. It's not this extreme or the other extreme. Mm -hmm. It's You got to be somewhere in the middle and that's okay. So I would argue that's not really faking it till you make it. That's existing and being okay and accepting of just being wherever you are with it. Yeah, you're right. And I'm not looking to like vie against you on this. As you said, though, you know, so we fake it till we make it. I can't help then to go back and just think, though, that what that if we are faking it, and again, I'm just sort of playing around here with you a little bit. If we really are faking it in order to make it, I wonder then if that then begs the question, what then does making it really Really mean if you, and even if it is just you, yourself, and I know that you faked it to get there, are we really content and at peace with whatever making it is? And if we were just authentic in the first place and not quote unquote faking it, it would make the making it so much sweeter. It would. It absolutely would. And the question is, that's part of the problem here is nobody knows what making it means, Mm. right? Even to ourselves, because guess what, Rach? I know you well enough to know that even if you met the goal, whatever that made is, you want more. 
Yeah. You're going to get to the goal and that goal is going to keep getting pushed further and further out. So that's my point. It's like, what are we making it to? I don't know. And we have to be authentic with ourselves and honest with ourselves and stop beating ourselves up and stop measuring ourselves against other people because that's really what's creating this rat race that none of us really want to be on because you're right. It is fucking exhausting. I can't tell you how many people I have coming into my office that are dealing with some variation of the making, quote unquote, part of this. The imposter syndrome is like (laughs) ridiculous. And look, I'll own it. We all have had imposter syndrome and some of us still struggle with imposter syndrome every once in a while. And I will tell my new people who come to my office who just got out of graduate school or just got out of professional school or college and they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm very honest with them. None of us fucking do. We all kind of just figure it out as we go based on the experience. And they're like, oh, but you know what you're doing. You sound so amazing and you're so insightful. And I said the same thing to my therapist is what I tell them. And what I've come to realize is the more experience you have and the more exposure that you have to whatever it is, the more comfortable you get. And you can't compare yourself to somebody who's been doing something for so long. Like, I can't look at my mother and compare me as a mom to her as a mom when I was starting out. She picked up that kid like nothing and threw it around like a bag of sand. And it was like comfortable to her. And I'm holding the damn thing, like hoping it doesn't crack in my hands. And I can't have one of my supervisees look at me and be like, oh my God, you know everything. No, I don't. I don't know everything. I just have had more experience than you have, right? Same thing in marriages. Well, that marriage, oh my God, my parents had a marriage that lasted, you know, 50 years and I'm a failure because I'm struggling. No, you're not. This is what it is. And you're figuring it out as you go. And things are different these days. And we can't compare apples to oranges. So all of that is to say, none of us really know what we're making it to. We're comparing ourselves. We all have these imposter syndromes. We're all struggling right now. And if everybody would just stop, and this is where social media gets in the way, because we're comparing ourselves to the best of what people are putting out there, which is not reality. And if everybody would just kind of Take a moment, breathe, be in the moment, which nobody ever is, but be in the moment and give ourselves as much validation for being where we are. Waking up in the morning sometimes might be all it is. I had a friend who used to say to me, it's the small wins, like a shower, right? Mm -hmm. Like a shower is the win for the day. And Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, come on, that's bullshit. Like you got to do more than that. You don't, Mm -hmm. you don't. So that could be making it just Mm -hmm. taking the shower, Mm -hmm. but we don't give ourselves that permission to be able to just accept that we made it. Yeah. So I don't know if that really answers. And I know I went all over the place. I just wish we gave ourselves as much kindness as we do compassion for ourselves because we're really mean to ourselves and we're really hard on ourselves. And then you have to live to this place where I'm, I'm faking it till I make it because fuck, I don't know what else to do at this point. Right. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to throw it out to the listeners as we wrap up and just ask the listeners, how do you guys feel about this topic? Do you fake it till you make it? Do you make it just to fake it? Where do you stand on this? We would love to know. I appreciate all of Dr. Boca's insight and wisdom today on this. If you want to fake it till you make it, great. If you want to just make it and not fake it, that's great too. But we'd love to hear from you. So you know how to reach us. We are unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unpolished Therapy. Of course, on Twitter at Untherapy. 
And I guess, you know, this is just food for thought today. We got a little deep. So Dr. Boca, I thank you for helping us break down the wreckage on faking it till you make it. If you should, if you shouldn't, if maybe obviously, and I think what you were saying is it really depends on the circumstance and there's no right or wrong answer. We are all doing, as you always say, which was my least favorite line, but now I'm... (laughs) trying to come to the middle and learn that we're all just doing the best we can. So if sometimes we fake it till we make it, that's the way we get by. So be it. We're unpolished. We love being unpolished. We hope you'll meet us next week on the corner of Audacity and Advice, where our wheels and yours get spun upside down. Thanks, Dr. Boca. It's been a great Wednesday with you. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone. Like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.